Leadership File on Premier. Welcome to the show which helps you lead where God has placed you. I'm Andy Peck. On occasions I've spoken with leaders who discovered that God's plans led them to return to a place they had come from. And this is certainly the case with my guest today. Fiona Kirby-Smith had left her home of Scunthorpe for a new wine discipleship year in Stockport near Manchester, only to discover in 2013 that God was looking for her to return to plant a missional community in the urban priority of Crosby in the west of the town. And I'm delighted she's been able to join me on the show to explore her journey and the challenges of leading this kind of ministry. So welcome, Fiona, to the Leadership Farm. Thank you. Um, so, I mean, Scunthorpe is a, a pleasant North Lincolnshire town, uh, mm-hmm. but many people who leave home don't necessarily look to return to where they come from. So how did you return? How did it kind of come about and how reluctant were you? Um, thank you for having me on uh, today. I think um, for me, I didn't really have a lot of plans when I left to go um, to Offerton in Stockport to serve my discipleship year. Um, and so, um, and it wasn't like everyone else who is familiar with uh, Scunthorpe. We don't really necessarily we're not a university city or we're a little town. And so um, people would leave to go to university and then just happen to find a job and then stay there. Um, And so that didn't happen for me. It was really intentional that I was going away for a year and that would come to an end and then what would happen. And so um, I wasn't massively reluctant to come back, but it certainly wasn't uh, hugely on my agenda either um, until probably halfway through my discipleship year in which I just felt like um, God had just given me this real um, depth of love for Scunthorpe and what he was doing in Scunthorpe and what um, his kingdom could look like in Scunthorpe and so um, even if I was humanly reluctant. I was certainly spiritually excited about the possibility of coming back and um, what God could do when I uh, returned home. Um, And ultimately, (laughs) Scunthorpe is always going to be home uh, for me and my husband now, I think. And and we get excited even when we drive back on the motorway and we see the Scunthorpe skyline, which is really just uh, some high-rise flats and the steelworks. But... um, we just get excited about um, being here and being able to um, serve and lead here. No, that's so, good. Yeah. good. Good to hear. And and you mentioned your husband. Uh, where, where did you meet and uh, where's he from? <laughs> so he's from South Africa, um, from a place called Durban in South Africa. He's lived here for 10 years now. Um, and, and his family actually moved to Scunthorpe, but um, they didn't, uh, he came, we ended up, by a very odd turn of events, both on the same um, placement on our discipleship year, mm. um, which was not by design, not by our design at all. Um, and so that's where we we knew each other, but we properly met um, there. And so uh, we actually um, weren't the best of friends for the first few months, but grew this friendship, developed this friendship and just realized we had a really similar heart um, to each other and to serve God's kingdom and uh, the rest is history as sure. they might say yeah, no, sure. and he's tra- he's training for Christian ministry of you know in that kind of use that kind of language no 
Um, I am. So I am a Baptist minister in training um, and uh, wasn't that when we initially planted. That's kind of birthed um, in the last uh, two years. Um, so I go to St. Hill College based in Sheffield and um, no, Paul works in the community. So he is a community development worker right in the middle of our community. Okay. Um, and before that, he worked in uh, early years teaching. Um, but we've always tried to be um, in whatever he did, very intentional about that being in the local community and for the benefit of the whole community. Um, so yeah, so we would we would very much see ourselves in ministry, but that doesn't necessarily look like um, working for the church, but being the church. No, that's well put, very well put, thank you. Um, and so tell us about the area of Crosby, which is, of course, just west of what's become mm. known as Scunthorpe. It's, it's kind of a collection of villages, uh, historically, yeah. isn't it? But... Yes, it was, yeah. Yeah, so Crosby is um, it's a very multicultural part of our town so if you tend to move in to Scunthorpe from um, different places of the world um, then you would tend to move into Crosby there's a lot of cheap housing um, and a lot of private landlords so not even social housing although there is a lot of that um, there is quite a lot of uh, privately owned houses that are then rented and so um, the, the rules on that are a little bit more flexible depending on who the landlord is, um, which helps, I think, if you're coming from somewhere where you don't have a lot of money. So that tends to um, happen. And we have um, a large uh, presence of the Muslim community in our community. It is so diverse. It is wonderful. There's a road that goes through the middle of our neighbourhood and um, it, there is always um, a buzz with people and shops from all over the world. So one of our favourite shops is this tiny little Polish bakery um, and we go to quite a lot. And um, But an old English butcher shop. Um, so there's a real diversity within the community, but also a real settled people who have lived there forever. Their grandma lived there, their great grandma lived there, and it goes back um, for generations. Originally a really working class community and to to some element um, at its foundation still is that. Um, but um, it merges with uh, the, the town ward, um, so the high street. And so we see a lot of homelessness, a lot of drug use, um, prostitution, the regular things that you would see in areas of, of um, poverty. Um, and so riding the balance of those two things can be quite interesting sometimes. Sure, sure. Well, we'll get, we'll get into some of that maybe a little later. Um, and what, what's the sort of church makeup locally? There's a variety of churches. So within Crosby itself, there is um, a thriving Catholic church, um, the the busiest, one of the busiest churches in the neighbourhood. And uh, we used to live on the same road as the Catholic church. And um, one of the most <laughs> lovely things was uh, not being able to park on our street because um, the car park would overflow into the local roads. And um, so there's, there's that. There's um, an Anglican church, uh, St. George's Church. We work very closely with them. Um, and then there are uh, there's a Portuguese church, there's a Chinese church, there's um, a Romanian church. So a real um, breadth of of churches um, of all different um, spectrums of involvement within the community. But um, there is yeah there is a presence of God uh, doing something there. 
Great. Well, um, let's to focus then on, on this missional community that you're part of. So uh, how did it kind of come about and how many uh, are sort of involved in that? Yeah, so um, it came about really when I moved back to Scunthorpe, my leader um, was brave enough to <laughs> say to me, of course, um, you can go and live in an area as a single 21-year-old and work out what God's doing there. Um, and uh so that's what we did. And we moved in and didn't really do a great deal, actually. Um, we just wanted to be local and just see what God was doing. I'm really passionate and always have been passionate about the local church and um, that being local in neighborhoods present, exactly like Jesus was. And so... Um, what would God do in that place without having to say to people, you must come down the road to our church building if you want to engage with Jesus. But actually, do you just want to come for a cup of tea and engage with Jesus at my house? Um, and so that's what we did. And we've um, we've just seen that grow over time. There are some principles that we are very passionate about um, one of them being not starting anything new that is already existing in that community, but being able to um, build into and encourage and help what is already happening. Um, and so um, some of the things that have grown out of that is that uh, we have started a youth group, which is um, thriving and um a real asset to the community now. Uh, we do some kids provision in holidays and uh, provide activities and meals and things for families. Uh, we run a food bank now. We do lots of uh, social projects, I guess, but um, just to just to build a sense of community, of gathered community, um, understanding that transformation doesn't look just like the church going and doing something, but just the church being something and seeing the renewal of all things. And that means the schools in my neighbourhood thriving, and that means uh, the families in my neighbourhood thriving, and the uh, services who provide things to our neighbourhood thriving, um, as well as raising assets from our community who... Um, I guess, disciples who would make disciples and seeing what people have got in their hand um, and using that. So uh, our approach has always been we're all in this together, not we're doing something to our community, but we are in it with our community. Um, yeah, does that answer the question? Yeah, no, sure. So it's not kind of a, the plan's not to sort of plant a, an independent church into into the group as such. That's not the kind of aim from what you're gathering is that would that be fair yeah i think that would be fair i think um we never we never set out to have a large gathered worshiping community right, um right. if that's what um yeah if that's what you mean by church then mm -hmm. um that was never yeah that was never the intention when we first started um we've always had smaller gatherings of people um who often meet in our lounge um yeah or around our table. That's our favourite place to do yeah. anything. I think the table is a real thin space where um, we have seen incredible things happen. And so yeah. Yeah. one of the things we do, <laughs> um, it seems like we've moved house a couple of times to um, keep up with the growth of what's happening in the community and uh, be able to host that. And every single time, the first thing we've always done is buy a bigger table oh, yeah. <laughs> um, just so that we can gather more people around it. And so... Um, I think uh, it depends what the definition of church is, sure. but for me, it is where two or three are gathered, and yeah. I think we um, 
we do that certainly but um a huge gathered worshiping community i don't think is what would benefit our community um, sure, sure yeah that's helpful well you're listening to leadership farm with me andy peck i'm joined this week by fiona kirby smith he's involved in a missional community in scunthorpe and we'll be back just after this Welcome back to The Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by Fiona Kirby-Smith. Fiona is involved in a missional community in in Scunthorpe. Uh, She's connected uh, with the the Baptist Church there based, uh, talking a little bit about how the the community has been established, as it were, working uh, with folk locally and... uh, and, you know, that's part of our, our conversation today. So, uh, Fiona, uh, as you kind of anticipated getting back into Scunthorpe and getting mm. involved in this match, how, how, how are you feeling and how has it sort of turned out for you? <laughs> um, how was I feeling originally? Yeah. I think... Um, it was really interesting because I was quite familiar with Scunthorpe. I'm quite an extrovert, so right, right. making friends is something that I <laughs> is probably a goal that I have every day. Yes. <laughs> um, is how many friends do I make today? And my husband is a complete introvert, so that's an interesting balance for us to strike. And so I think um, I almost went into it a little nervous because uh, this was a part of our town I'd never lived in before. Um, and so I was expecting it what God could do. Um but very nervous as to what it meant to really belong to this community and how um, I would do that. I think it's worked out um, okay. There's so much that we've done and so many mistakes that we've made and so many times where um, we have had to reflect and say we probably wouldn't do that again or it's never perfect and um, everyone often shares their good stories but there have been plenty of times where it hasn't gone well but I think all we have done is realise that um, even though I'm from Scunthorpe we are foreigners in our community and um, allow the community to host us in that while also riding the tension of this is our place and we love it and we really love it we um, invest here we build our life here everything we're about is about being part of um the family of god in this place in crosby and so i think people have learned to trust that over time um we're five years in so um people now see us as people um who are able to have a voice in the community and people who people come to um, and the most exciting thing for me in that has been the local community have driven that conversation so we didn't force ourselves on it we didn't say we have something to offer but we were just around and just made friends and um, family um, who who respect us enough that um, even the services that work with uh, people now come to us and say actually could you could you assist us in this thing um which has been something we never really considered that would happen but Mm. um has blown us out of the water just god being able to do so much more just by us saying we want to live with open hands to give away everything that we've got we want to live with open lives that nothing's off the books um and an open home that actually every resource we have is a resource to be shared um and that is, God has just used that to speak to our community, I think. And, mm. um, yeah, we've just really hosted what God was doing. I think that is um, 
Yeah, that's so, the best way I could put it. Sure. So, so is there a is there a kind of title to your group that people would come to? They would think, oh, you're the yeah. whatever. What 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 do you call? What do you yeah. call yourselves? <laughs> the really snazzy name of Core, okay. um, as in C O R E, um, yeah. and our young people named that. So uh, they wanted to change the core of their community. Was okay. what they said. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that spilled out to everything. So now we have core kids and core youth and core care and core connect. So it's grown over time. Okay. Um, we've never, we never kind of imposed a structure. We've built structure around growth. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, so that is um, what it is known as core. Mm. And j- just to give listeners a bit of an idea of this kind of scale of things, what sort of number yeah. are you talking about? Uh, in terms of what? The overall well, thing? The overall thing, the church that you also are part of, you know, in terms of the yeah. the Baptist Church and what we're talking yeah. about in terms of numbers, yeah. Great. So, uh, so the Baptist Church that I um, work for is about 120 or 130 members, mm-hmm. um, and so quite a large um, Baptist church um, in a town of 75,000 people. So, <laughs> on scales. Um, it seems it seems very insignificant in terms of the community uh, we have a uh, hundred and I think 135 young people um, on our books uh, 75 kids so in terms of number we're making contact with and, and I think there's um, a few thousand houses in Crosby so a lot of those multi-occupancy we've barely scratched the surface is what yeah. I would say yeah. um, but have become quite a respected presence in that place, um, which for me is far more important than any number. Mm. Um, and so we have got a really strong team of people who um, commit their time um, day in, day out, week in, week out. And that is in a number of different areas that we're part of. Um, so uh, we have a kids team and a youth we've been able to grow teams of people who are particularly passionate which is good because it started with just me and Paul and for a long time that's what it was um but just sharing vision sharing stories I am really passionate about bringing back a good report about what God is doing and about our town and so to be able to share a good report has meant that those teams have grown quite significantly um, with people who are genuinely passionate about the area and not just uh, wanting to join a cause which is what I am um, also particularly passionate about um we have a team who would honestly say that they are passionate about seeing the kingdom of God extended in Crosby um, and not they want to support me and Paul, um, which is uh, music to my ears, particularly because if we die tomorrow or if um, God calls us somewhere else tomorrow, which we would be happy to stay here forever, um, it shouldn't stop. The kingdom is so much bigger than personalities. And so, um, so yeah, it's, um, it's grown out of what we expected it to be um but that just enlarges your vision doesn't it so then mm. your vision's bigger and you grow into that it's like growing into a new pair of shoes all the time yeah and and i was going to ask you you know your faith must have been stretched over the time <laughs> you know in terms of in terms of what you've seen happening and um you know how you felt when you started etc yes absolutely there have been so many times where i've thought um, I'm not sure that I can, um, that we're giving our best or doing our best or, um, 
what is God doing here? What are we doing here? Is God still calling us here? I think that's a valid question to ask. Um, And I would say, because then when God says, yes, I am, that is a renewed um, passion and vision. But one of the things I've always been quite astounded by is that um, the, the founding verse for core is Isaiah 58 and to live in that acceptable fast to God that um, actually we would spend ourselves. I think it says in verse six, don't quote me on that, but um, to spend ourselves on behalf of those who are hungry or in need. And um, I think I just want to die spent. And so to keep going back to God and saying, in this season, what is, what are you asking me to do? What is the rhythm of grace for my life? Um, has been a real lifeline for us. And, um, there have been times where we have got that balance wrong and just have to go back all the time, um, and, and rebalance that with God and say, what is it in this season? What does it look like at the moment? Um, and God is gracious and faithful. Um, and we have got good uh, Christian leaders around us who um, hold us to account in that um, and care for us well. So Wonderful. Thank you. And um, you mentioned it's a, it's a Muslim area. Obviously, there are varieties of nominalism amongst Muslims in terms of seriousness, yes. etc. What, what sort of connection have you, do you have with, with the Muslim folk? Yeah, uh, so quite a healthy relationship, I would say. Um, it's it's a very beautiful community of people who love and serve our town, and um, that is something that we are all in unity on and all agree on. And um, so we have had um, a few uh, moments where we have gathered and uh, we've all uh, prayed together when particularly um, things have happened in the nation that uh, mean there could be a lot of hate or uh, bad feeling towards um, particular religious organisations. And so uh, we have tried to have unity and remembering that the definition of unity is you do what I you do and I'll do what I do and um and we will we we won't argue on that we won't have disunity on that we won't uh, be fractious about that but okay. this is who we are and knowing who you are I think mm. um helps in that and so it is I used to live on the same road as the mosque um and uh, my husband uh, meets and sees the imam um and yeah, it's it's a very um, helpful community. I think because of the diversity of our community, um, it doesn't need any more disunity. It needs voices that will unify it. And so that is what uh, we're trying to do, but holding strong to the fact that Jesus is Lord. Mm. Um, and that is who we're called to serve. Mm, splendid. And uh, just as we close, sadly, um, Fiona, Leadership lessons. Uh, there must be loads, but any any particular ones you'd want to share as you as we close. Yeah, I think the, the one of the things would be um, to remember what, what is the unique thing. So, what makes us unique, as in our personal gift and calling, but also um, the corporate thing that we're called to do. Ultimately, that is that Jesus is Lord and that we love God and we love people and we serve them well. But um, beyond that, that is the thing that we go back to when it does get tough and when it does get hard and when um, 
when everything is going wrong, being able to say is well anyway, and I will do this anyway and hold him fast to the conviction that we have in Jesus. Oh, well, that's fabulous, uh, Fiona. Thank you for, for sharing your story and for, you know, the enthusiasm you clearly bring to the whole project. And uh, this will be a blessing and help to many listening, some of whom may be working in missional communities just like yours. So, mm. so thank you so much. Great. Thank you. You've been listening to Leadership Fire with me, Andy Peck. I was joined this week by Fiona Kirby-Smith. Fiona and her husband, uh, Paul, live in Cosby, uh, an urban priority area in Scunthorpe. And uh, she's described the missional community called CORE, C-O-R-E, and all that they've been able to do within the community there. So uh, do log on to Premier's website and listen to archive versions of the Leadership File, including this one. You can go to the store and get a copy of my book, uh, Leadership Road Less Travelled. And you can join me next uh, Sunday at 3.30. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to The Leadership File on Premier. Andy Peck serves as a tutor at CWR, a Christian charity whose courses and publications aim to apply God's word to everyday life. Contact him via email apeck at cwr.org.uk. 